0: I want to say that the magic question is, what in the world am I supposed to do with my students in the last weeks of school? And I get it, because tests might be over, grades are basically over and due, yet you still might have another two to three weeks, or more depending on where you live, with your students, and it might feel like total chaos. You are tired, they are tired, and the desired thing to do would just be to survive, show up, and get through the day. This is actually one of my favorite times of the year because we've gotten through the tough stuff, so now there's a time to explore literacy at ease and do all the creative things with reading and writing that we might not have really had the time or made the time to do prior to now. So this episode is going to give you different activities to make the last weeks of school with your kiddos count, so let's dive right in. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step by step strategies to help you grow. As an educator, are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive Podcast. I am so happy that you are tuning in today. Last week, I talked about being preventative and ensuring that the infamous yet dreadful summer slide would not be a thing your students would experience. I shared eight ideas of ways that you can support your students and their grown-ups. So if you have not listened to that episode, episode 80, be sure to listen to that one. Now we are in episode 81 and I am so excited about this topic. Again, I think that during this time of the year, we are so exhausted and so tired. Testing is over or it's near over and you literally just want to be done. You might even feel like you are showing up to school to merely babysit because all of the things that you've been in school working hard for are complete, like testing and grades. So this is going to be an episode that is going to offer you to have a different perspective about this time of the school year in these last few weeks because there is so much that you can still do with your students and it's going to be impactful It's going to be influential. It is going to leave a lasting, positive impression on them. And all of these things that you can be able to offer them in the last weeks of school can be things that they can carry into the summer so that they can stay strong with everything you have taught them. So that is what this episode is going to do. I am just going to give you a few ideas, well, maybe more than a few, ideas that have reading and writing in mind. And you're going to be able to make sure that you are having fun with your students, but they are still getting the literacy practice that they need, and you are not taking any moments for granted. So the first idea of something that I've done with every one of my classes is having them write a letter to their future self, or they could write a letter to a rising whatever grade they're in, a rising third grader, a rising fourth grader, a rising fifth grader. Now, this is one of my favorite activities to do at the end of the school year, and it's really just cool for the kids to be able to reflect on the current year and then think about their future and what they want for the next year or what they want for the next couple of years or what they want in their future way down the line. And so you're going to have your students write these letters to themselves I actually love holding on to the letters, especially if you are in a community where there isn't high turnover and maybe you are able to stay in touch with the parents. I tend to get every parent's email address in the beginning of the year. So if I do decide that I want to mail the letters at a certain time, if they've left from the city or the district, it is very easy to send an email to the parent and get their current address. And then I like to actually mail the letters to those students years from now. So it does kind of take a little bit of intentionality if you are going to physically mail the letters to your students talking a couple of years from when they've written it, but it's so much fun if you're able to do that. But other times you can actually just seal the letters in class together and you can actually send those letters home with the students. When they take them home, you will just instruct them that they need to keep that into a safe place and that sometime in the future, whenever they want to look back on whatever grade they're in currently, they can be able to read their reflection and read the promises or the goals that they have set for themselves. So I have done it, like I said, a variety of ways. And so this is something that I love doing. If you are unsure of what to have your students write, you can just tell them, to reflect on the year that they've had, think about their best or their worst moments of third grade, fourth grade, whatever grade they're in. You can have them share goals of what they want to set for themselves, whether it's school related, whether it's life related, whether it's sports related. You could also have them think about areas in which they hope to improve. And again, that can be directed towards school or it can be directed toward life. So that is writing a letter to themselves, but also something else that I found powerful is having kids write a letter to the rising fifth grader, whatever grade they're in. And for this one, the kids are going to write letters to the grade level below them, and they are going to share things that those kids can expect and how they can prepare. They can be able to share words of advice, words of encouragement. They can be able to share how those students can be successful and what the main differences are from the grade that they're in to the grade that they're going to since they've already done it. They can also share what they can look forward to. There are some grade levels that read certain books and that go on certain field trips and that do certain projects. So they could also share what those students can look forward to and what they should be aware of. So the grade level below can actually visit your classroom to do a walk around and kind of see a sample of a little taste of the environment that they're going to walk into. And while they're there, they can be reading the letters or you can choose to hang those letters outside of your classroom so that others can be able to do a walk by and just read them at their leisure. Or you can choose to actually deliver those letters to a grade level below. And what you can do is make copies if you want every classroom in the grade level below to have it, or you can just have that one stack of letters circulate throughout that grade level. So there are a lot of things that you can do with letter writing. And I get it, letter writing might not be one of those genres that you have spent a lot of time on because your kids are not tested on letter writing. So if you are wanting like a poster, something to get them started. I actually have a freebie for you where you can show them this poster. You can print these posters many and let the kids take them home with them as well. But for the biggest part, you can give them these letter writing template papers and they can make sure that the five parts are within their letter and they can be able to write to themselves and write to other students below them. Okay, idea number two is to reflect on the top 10 fill in the blank for your grade level moments. So like the top 10 third grade moments. Now, as a class, you can discuss the top 10 moments that you all have experienced together, or you can just have your students think about their top 10 moments on their own. This is going to allow your students to reflect upon all the positive moments of that school year because it's the top 10 The discussion is going to blow your mind. The things that they are going to share, the things that you're gonna be able to document when they say it, might be things that you forgot even happened, but your students are going to remember them. So be creative in the delivery and allow your students to be creative as well. So you can have students make a poster, they can write on just a blank piece of paper, they can be creative with cutting out numbers from a magazine, 1 through 10 if they want to and right outside of it. They can make a PowerPoint slideshow or something like that. They can make a video. I love to encourage creativity, especially in these last weeks of school. And I like to allow them to use all these different mediums that are important for presentation and this awkward end of the year time where we just want to be done is the perfect time to squeeze that in. So a couple of ideas that you can offer to your students if they are kind of stuck thinking about their top 10 moments are you can just put these words on the board or you can say these words to them, but it's going to be field trips, guest speakers, field day, fun events. I'm thinking like fun run. We've had fundraisers. We've had different specials, the different enrichment special classes they go to. Maybe something happened there or they did a really fun project in one of those different school programs. Maybe there was a school dance or maybe there was some really fun content that they learned within your classroom. So I like to let them think about the whole school year as a whole. And I like to just have kids throw out these things whole group because some of the kids will forget like, oh, yeah, that did happen. It just helps to jog the memory of all of the things. And we can reflect on that and then the kids can be able to make their top 10 list of what they thought was the best moment of that grade. The third idea is science experiments. Now, I know that science is a subject that students actually love, but most of the time, they don't get enough time to explore it. So there are so many science experiments that are available that actually require very few household items or school materials, and you can be able to actually have the time to do this because you are filling up your day, but this is meaningful and it's educational. So I have loved using Fun Fridays in my classroom. I did Fun Fridays probably starting the third year that I was teaching, and that Fun Friday changed the game for my classrooms and what we felt by the end of a week. So a fun Friday, if you implement it, this is a great time to conduct science experiments. Now, you can do this live, like getting the experiment, walking through it with your students and actually letting them do it, which I think is really, really beneficial. But there are some things that might require fire or gasoline or things that we can't bring in the school, candles. And so I love showing a recording of that. Now, some of the things I can do at home... And I got pretty crafty because when we first went to virtual learning in March of 2020, I was at home. So I was actually able to do fun things for my students in my kitchen. So you can make a recording of yourself actually doing it and engaging with kids and playing it for them. But when in doubt, you can actually just watch Bill Nye the Science Guy do specific standards based science experiments on YouTube. And then you can follow it up by kids writing about their predictions They can write the steps and processes that was taken to do that project, that experiment. And they can even write about the outcome throughout science time. So you are now embedding writing, you're embedding research, and all of these other skills that kids actually need, and they're able to do it really fun with science experiments. Now, the next idea is directed drawings. Now, kids love crafting. A lot of kids love drawing. They love coloring. But who has time for that in upper elementary, you know? So this is actually a time now that you can make these crafts and allow your students to do these fun activities like directed drawings. And there's a lot of reading skills and writing skills that you can put into something like a directive drawing. Your students are going to be working step-by-step sequentially in order to create or draw something. So whether you're making something or whether you're drawing something, they have to follow the steps to getting it done. Now, my students have loved the idea of directed drawings, but also I would sometimes call out different steps and they would have to write that on their paper. Like I might say, draw a triangle at the top of your paper. To the left of the triangle, draw a circle. Put two dots inside of the circle. Below the circle, draw a square. It's really cool for them to be able to listen and follow directions. And then at the end, they can be able to show each other what they actually drew. And then we always follow it up with something related to writing. So whether you're actually streaming, watching a directed drawing, whether you are making something like the steps to making a paper airplane or the steps to making something in origami Or whether you're wanting them to just follow your own directions and just have that enjoyable time to draw something on paper, you are going to be able to let them engage in this fun practice. And then after, they can write a story or they can write some type of writing genre about it. So, whether it's a letter, whether it's a poem, whether it's a story, a book, a recipe, whatever it is, they can be able to choose a type of writing a uh, story is just a standard easy one but let them choose and they can do that connect it to the drawing or the item that they made number 5 is teaching special holidays and events now this is going to be where you can really get your reading in and also some research and just strengthening this informational genre but your students can be able to learn the history of summer holidays Now, that's the one time when they are never in school. They're on summer break. And so holidays like Father's Day, Flag Day, the 4th of July, all of those things happen when the kids are not in school with you. And so if you can just pull some of those holidays, you can actually teach history of these summer holidays and have your students engage with reading and writing to them. Now, I have these holiday sets that I love using It's just seasonal literacy center activities that you can use in a variety of ways. And I actually have a 4th of July freebie for you. So if you have used these sets before, then you will know the the format of it. It's an informational passage that are pretty kid-friendly. You can also read it with them. It has comprehension questions. And then it also has six creative writing tasks. So I have a 4th of July Set and it is free for you. So I'm going to leave that in the show notes. And that can be one of the holidays that you teach your students because it's important. It is a part of the US history. And so you can be able just to go ahead and use these last weeks to front load and teach summer holidays and events. Okay, I mentioned this before briefly, but the sixth idea is just a general do free choice Fridays. Now, this just means that. On Fridays, your students get to choose what they are doing. And so basically, when it's reading time, they get to choose what book they want to read. During guided reading, they can choose what reading response they're doing. They get to choose what stations they want to go to as long as they are engaged in doing the practice of whatever that time of day is. So during writing time, they can be able to use a variety of different writing center options. And so I'm gonna leave a link for you to a complete writing center so that that is something that you can engage your students in and you can send this home with them during the summer as well to keep that writing strong. So Free Choice Fridays is definitely something that I love. You will get student buy-in because they get to choose what they're doing. And it's just a really fun, relaxing way to end the week, but also to keep your literacy and your educational different standards really, really strong. And the seventh idea, reading and writing buddies. Now, I love this because this is the time of year where you can start having your students like really just enjoy spending time with each other because the relationships are so strong by this time of year and then they're gonna go away for summer where they're not gonna see each other anymore. And so allowing your students to partner together Whether they are reading a book together and doing a reading project, whether they are writing a story together or writing some type of drama or poetry together, they will be able to do this with a friend or with a small group. Now, you can make these buddy pairs within your own classroom, but what I really love doing is connecting with another classroom in my grade level so that kids can be intermixed because at the same time, the kids have been with each other all year, and so being able to see other kids, other friends, and other classes are really, really special as well. So you can pair with another class in the grade level, and those students can be able to get together, and they might want to write an informational piece of writing together. They might want to write a fairy tale together, or they might want to read a book about science together. Maybe they found a friend who loves technology and love space. And so they can be able to bring a book from home and enjoy it with a partner in another classroom in their grade level. Something else you can do is also buddy up with a grade level or two below. Now, this is going to give autonomy to your students because they are going to be the olders. And then if you pair them with a grade level below, that's going to be allowing them to be able to teach those students and they can help those kids with different skills that they already know because they are like the experts. And so you can now pair with a grade level. Maybe you have a teacher friend, and this is really fun because then you get to see your teacher friend, and your kids are going to be so engaged with those kids that are below their grade levels. So reading and writing buddies have always been something that I've loved doing, and it can be tailored to whatever you want it to be. But this is just a time of year that can be memorable for students. This might make it on their top 10 moments of whatever grade they're in list. And on top of that, it is just giving them final, final exposure to the many things that they have learned and they can be able to do this with another person. This is a really great time of year to try any of these ideas because there is just nothing but time. And guaranteed, if an administrator walks in your room and sees them engaging in these different types of reading and writing practices, they are going to really, really be rooting you on and cheering you on and thanking you as well. So. As a recap, here are some of the ways that you can be effective, you can be educational, but you can also have an enjoyable time with your students before school lets out and summer hits. You can have your students write a letter to their future self, and they can also write a letter to the rising grade for things that they can be able to expect getting to that grade level. They can also make a list of the top 10 moments from your grade level. They can focus and explore on science experiments and all of the research and writing that comes along with it. They can do directive drawings, crafts, and different procedural ideas like that. You can also teach special holidays and events, especially the ones that are happening in May, June, and July. You can also implement free choice Fridays, where Fridays are a little bit more loose and fun, and the students can have a choice of what they do, and that is just a great way to end your week. And you might be interested in trying to buddy up with another class, whether it's the same grade level or one below you, and practice some reading and writing buddy time, or you can just choose to do it with your own students in your classroom. I hope you enjoyed these activities, and if you heard one of them that you think you might want to try, I would love to know which one it is. Or if you are doing something additional or extra with your students to wrap up this school year, I would love to know that too. Let me celebrate with you. So send me a message on Instagram at the Literacy Dive and let me know what you're doing with your students until summertime rolls around. Now, have you been a listener for a while? Because if so, I would appreciate it. If you would kindly leave a rating and review for this podcast, that will help this podcast be able to reach more teachers and they can be able to read those reviews and see what this podcast is all about. You can also simply share an episode with a friend or anyone that you know who could benefit. That is another great way that you can support me and this show. So thank you so much for the way that you listen, tune in, stay consistent with me and help me to get out there to others. Last week, I also shared a summer opportunity that I'm going to try out, which involves teaching kids live through Zoom on different reading and writing topics. And if this seems like something that you or anyone that you know would be interested in, I am going to leave a Google Form link in the show notes, and I would love for you to fill that out. I will be sharing more information about it really, really soon, but if you're on the list from the Google Drive link, then when I'm really ready to execute it, you all will be notified first. So in the show notes, you can find that Google Form link, and I look forward to hearing from some of you. Now, next week, we have a special guest coming on to the show, and she is going to be speaking about a topic that I have not addressed on this podcast but it is a relevant and real topic that I am grateful that she is going to be speaking out on. So be sure to come back next Monday so that you can be able to hear it. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.